0: Next guest is a program specialist from the Jays Care Foundation with the Toronto Blue Jays. Please welcome Alex Mohammed. Alex, how are you? Vince, I'm good. And how are you? I'm great. Thank you for doing this. No, no
1: worries. Nice to hear from you, and glad you're you're keeping busy doing this stuff. So happy to be on.
0: Alex, walk us through why you wanted to work in the sport industry and where you are today in terms of your career.
1: Uh, I think for myself, just like a lot of uh, athletes. Growing up playing sport, it was something that was a. It had a huge part of my sort of upbringing. I learned a lot about myself. Uh, met a lot of my friends there. Had a lot of really good role models. Um, and then now with sort of my role with the scare Foundation and just wanting to be in sport, it. Uh, I think it was in part of just wanting to be around like-minded people or people who were motivated to sort of do whatever they were doing in all the realms of sport. And uh, it's it's like one of those things that they say, right? If you you do something you enjoy or you work and have a passion for it, then you'll never work a day in your life. And for me, I, I think I found a really cool mix um, in that I'm, I'm working under a sport foundation uh, for Jay's Care and also getting to work with youth. So sort of mixes and different communities and different youth in areas throughout the country that might not have it, I think it is the perfect mix and why I sort of uh, wanted to be in sport and then have now found my home with Jay's Care for, for the time being.
0: Alex, what has your transition been like with working remotely and virtually because of the pandemic?
1: It's been interesting for sure. I think for, for students, for professionals, for, for people in general, it's been an interesting sort of transition between that. Uh, it's, it's been really different because with J's Care Foundation, we travel throughout different parts of the country, visiting communities and running program for different youth all throughout. So now, of course, uh, being inside, being at home, it means doing a lot of stuff virtually, Um, connecting with community partners online like this or not being able to see our colleagues. So it's been been an interesting transition, but I think still trying to reach all of our goals, even if it's on a virtual platform, because for some of the youth that we work with, this is still some of the only interactions that they'll get. So we need to still make the time to be able to do those sort of things, even if it's on a virtual sort of setting.
0: Uh, What are your daily tasks or responsibilities
1: as a program specialist mainly connecting with community partners. Um, so program specialists at Jay's Care have, uh, they have different programs or different sort of avenues that they sort of oversee. So uh, we have a challenger baseball program, which is working uh, with youth with cognitive or physical disabilities. Uh, we have a girls at bat program centered around girls centered sport. Um, and then we have a program called indigenous rookie league. So working in indigenous communities all throughout the country. So day to day Um, I help to oversee our Indigenous Rookie League program. And then we have an RBI program, which is uh, reviving baseball in the inner cities. So connecting with schools, teachers, community partners to sort of plan the program. Then a lot of what we do is we train those same coaches or those same staff on the things that we do here at Jay's Care. So it's a sport for development program. So we're not trying to create the next all-star or, uh, great baseball players. We're trying to create well-rounded individuals by teaching them life skills, which I sort of spoke about a little bit earlier. And uh, a lot of what we do is just connecting with them, seeing what might work in their community, and then planning around that. So a a large part of our task summer rolls around is, of course, traveling to community, visiting and seeing all the community members, the the youth, the teachers, and just getting a chance to sort of use what we have and our resources. And responsibility are a big part of what we do is we train Uh, local coaches, volunteers, and and a lot of teachers. So uh, in some cases, we have PD days or learning days where we as Jay's Care, we go in and we train teachers on sport for development practices. So like I said, we're not trying to teach baseball skills, but using baseball as a tool to sort of create social change or create more well-rounded individuals. So a big part of what we do, of course, with the brand that we have We do teach baseball and things like that, but the bigger goals are uh, wanting to reach more well-rounded individuals. Is there any
0: uh, research that goes into um, speaking with the people that you're trying to run the programs with, Alex?
1: Yeah. So in in a lot of parts, uh, before we create a program or we do anything, so um, there's a lot of research that goes into a lot of the things that we do. So when we're running trainings and programs for youth with disabilities, that's largely backed with uh, research and a lot of like industry professionals who are sort of specialists in that. So the staff and the team that we have at GSK, we're always looking to learn. We're always looking to sort of uh, want to know before you go in what you're sort of getting yourself into. And once we do that, it's, uh, it's sort of learning from the other person too, right? If we're going into a community where we're going to create a program, it's best to hear from that person to see what will work and what won't work. And uh, a lot of it is, is research done to sort of understand maybe the demographic or the youth that you're working with but also a lot of just getting to know people in those communities.
0: Uh, what is your advice in developing specific programs and what makes a sports program effective? I think, yeah, from the
1: city of Brampton to now, it's uh, you have to know sort of the group that you're working with, but the people who are there already running programs are the ones with the most knowledge, right? So getting to know from them, like, what well, it works, what well, doesn't work. But then from there, it's uh, just trying to understand how you can sort of Take whatever you're doing, but relating it into a community that that does it there, right? When we create a program in the inner cities in Toronto and then we create it in a far north flying community, an indigenous community in Canada, those are two baseball programs that revolve around teams and players and athletes and coaches interacting, but they're so different in the different things that come around it, right? In one area you have to think about transportation, and in the other area you have to think about flying there. And we are creating the change and are sort of the movers and shakers in their community and taking from them the knowledge that you might not already have. Obviously
0: now with the pandemic, Alex, uh, yep. you know, there's limited opportunities to get involved, but what are some opportunities for students or for volunteers to get involved with Jay's Foundation? So with Jay's
1: Care, there's always, uh, of course, this summer being a little bit different, there's always opportunities for volunteers. So our Challenger Baseball program is uh, like I said, for youth with cognitive or physical disabilities. So challenger baseball exists under a minor baseball organization. Uh, So the example I can give you is like Hamilton minor baseball has a Hamilton challenger baseball team or Brampton minor baseball has Brampton challenger. And basically every athlete that is participating in the program has what we call a buddy. So that buddy is someone who sort of uh, is with them and was almost like a teammate um, throughout all their weeks of the program as if it was a It is a regular baseball program just for these youth, and uh, those are all volunteers. So what we've seen in a lot of communities is sometimes um, a challenger baseball team. Buddies will consist of like a minor baseball team, and they have the entire team come out. They're all in the same uniform. So a chance for for people to get involved and students is a challenger is a big one. And then our RBI program in Toronto, the first position that I had with Jays Care was working a couple days a week. um, And basically, you're like a, a minor baseball coach just at these schools that are on, uh, that are part of the TDSB or Toronto Catholic District School Board. Um, But yeah, this, this summer has definitely been a little bit different for opportunities and things like that, but there's always different things that are coming up. And when we run sort of large events, there's always volunteer opportunities and things like that at the foundation. Nothing that comes off the top of the head, of course, of this being a little bit different. Like we're actually Jays Care, the Blue Jays, Rogers, and, uh, Food Banks Canada, they're, they're coming for a big initiative that's going to take place at the Rogers Center starting next week to, to pack food hampers for uh, families throughout Canada. And that's going to take a lot of volunteers. But, of course, uh, I think the priority will go first to Rogers volunteers and then Blue Jays employees. But, again, always different opportunities
0: and, and things like that. But those are the ones that come to mind. Alex, before I ask you the last question, uh, I want to ask yep. you, in terms of community with um, – baseball teams and whatnot do you find a really good reaction when a baseball uh, team watches a game under the jays foundation and what's that relationship like between the foundation and the community for us it's it's a it's a really cool opportunity because
1: when we travel to communities of course we wear the blue jays logo but we're a part of the foundation so i think a big part of it when we travel to community and we hand out hats or shirts and things like that when they get that hat or shirt they are they're becoming fans of the team, right? So it's it's cool because unlike other teams, um, our scope is massive. Like yeah. there are times where we're running programs and in the morning you're talking to someone on the East Coast and then in the afternoon you're talking to someone on the West Coast. And those are like your community partners. So I think the fact of just like how wide just the scope of the country and being Canada's only team it's uh it's really cool to see and it, when we go to places it's really well, you're proud to say that you're part of the team and and some of those kids in those some of those communities are going to remember that right because it's not every day that they have representatives from Toronto come out to sort of visit so it's a it's a it's a definitely a task and and when they sort of become fans it's
0: uh it's something to be proud of it's cool Alex, for my last question, I always ask this to industry professionals, but what is your most memorable experience in the sport industry um as a professional or as a as a fan? I think I have two. So
1: of course the most recent one I think is is the Raptors winning the championship. I think as a a Toronto fan growing up, that was uh that was always a cool one, right? I wasn't alive to see the Blue Jays win their World Series. There, are two, but uh being a part of some of those playoff runs are cool. Some of my coworkers were um, working with the foundation or working within the team during that playoff run. So they always say like it was crazy to see the buzz around the stadium and things like that. But the Raptors winning was a cool one too, right? It was exciting to see with the whole city, the whole country. But uh, it was actually crazy. Game one of, of the finals, I was in La Ronge, Saskatchewan where I was helping one of our Indigenous Rookie League partners. And it was uh, again, we were like four hours north of Saskatoon and we were in this little restaurant watching the game, game one of the NBA finals. So that was one I'll always remember I was in Regina when they were going to the final. So I was sort of all over for that playoff run, but got to be at home when they won. And then the other one that I have, it was uh, it would have been Vlad's first game. So I was actually in I was in Grand Falls, New Brunswick with another community partner, but I was in a small town of of maybe a couple thousand people. And earlier that day we were running programming, but the buzz that I still felt there was like crazy. So all of my coworkers were obviously at home. Um, and they said the stadium was like people just around like you're walking in the train or like you're around the stadium and um, even in our office people were just talking about it and then I was like man I'm in northern New Brunswick in this bilingual speaking community and I feel it too and sat in one of my community partners one of the the people that we interact with we watched the game at his house and it was uh, definitely something that I'll remember I was texting back and forth but uh i don't know the job sort of takes us all over but that was one i'll always remember just because of it was big in toronto but it was also felt uh all the way across the other side of the country
0: <laughs> one of the other guests alex that i interviewed his favorite moment was the backflip of Bautista. i think he was right behind uh, home plate and he really liked that experience
1: yeah talk about my friends were all sitting at my house but another another really big one but
0: yeah alex thank you so much for doing this really appreciate it Um, great hearing your story and insights into the jays foundation and can't thank you enough for coming on the show and uh, hope all is well with you and your family during this difficult time yes sir vince thanks for having me
1: and uh again hope you stay safe you and your family and uh keep up all the good work you're doing man
0: thanks alex